Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the second annual Cryptid Clash. It's a great day to be here in the Lumber Woods, and today we are in the fifth round. We're getting there, ladies and gentlemen. I can't wait to see who's going to be in the finale. Don't you think it's a wonderful date for a fight? It's a fantastic day, and there's nothing more that pleases me than to watch two animals mercilessly rip each other apart. I agree. Today is the fan favorite, Dunga Van Hoora! Versus the up-and-comer, the Dingball! Now, this Dingball seems a little bit weak on the, on the at least uh, at first glance, but don't be mistaken, that uh, ball makes a mean right hook. It sure does. I wouldn't want to be hit with that. It cracked your skull right open. Now let's see who's going to win. Are we going to sniff sniff our way to victory, or are we going to pummel you to death with a ball? Well, as it gets started here, B, you can see the Doug of Hooter jumps right off the top rope and immediately tries to slam. Oh, but the dingball sidesteps him no problem. Oh, he's swinging his tail. He's swinging his tail. He's oh, 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 oh. We lost a couple front row audience members. Skulls have gone flying through the audience. Oh, and here comes the... Here comes the ambulance. Oh, I think we're going to have to put a stop to this. Roger Hooter has now flown into the crowd and is now slamming oh, pedestrians oh, left and right. We've lost control of this event. Whose idea was this? I'm feeling it. Let's do it. Moose crossings, red hot dogs, missing persons in salty bugs. Up to camp with Stephen King. River curses, Wesley sings. Homegrown horror! <laughs> <laughs> Hello! Hello! And welcome to Homegrown Horror! It's a pleasure to be here on this fine. For us, it's a Monday. For you, it's a Thursday morning. Or whenever you're listening to us. Hello! Welcome Hello. to Homegrown Horror! I'm Jackson, a co-host. I am B, a co-host. And this is the main spooky podcast about main spooky things, true crime, horror, cryptids. We're cryptids today. We're actually doing yes! cryptids. Aha! We are cracking open a book of cryptids. Um, mostly because I was, I, I was like, I miss the cryptids. You miss the cryptids. I miss yeah. them. Yeah. So I was going to do one cryptid. And then I didn't have the brain power, so I switched gears to another cryptid because I was gonna. This is gonna be a spoiler for a later episode. I'ma do mermaids. Oh, okay. <laughs> the the Wabanaki have some mermaid stories. Oh boy! Uh, but the more I dug, the more I was like, oh, there's a lot to dig. There's a lot of mermaid lore out there there's to go through. A lot to dig through. I really like those, and I gotta say, I think one of our best um, cryptids episodes is usually covering. Some kind of Wabanaki legend mm. uh, or something else from one of the tribes in this area. Because mm. uh, there's always something, like, there's a lot of lot of stuff written. There's a lot of deep lore that you can explore on it. And yeah. then also compare and contrast sort of the uh, the old and the new. But this, yes. we're not talking about those kinds of things not, today. Not today. Not today. No, uh, this is some more... Um, lumberjack bullshit more lumberjack <laughs> oh i love a good lumberjack myth but before we get into there uh how you, how you doing 
I'm so tired. So tired. It's fine. Everything's fine. Everything is F-I-N-E fine. Uh, It's just this time, again, I think I said it before, this time of year just gets me, I'm wiped out most of the time. So I am very excited that Puxatawney Phil has seen his shadow. Yes, it's Or has not seen his shadow. Not has seen his shadow. He was not scared. He would not see the shadow. So he didn't jump back into his hole. Which means... We, spring. We're springing. Spring 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 it's springing. It's springing. Springing is springing. Springing is springing. I do um, feel that's like... That's hope. Yeah, I feel like it's just... It is getting pretty warm out here. Um, full spring. It's full spring. It's been fluctuating from like kind of tepid days to pretty chilly nights. Um, and also, finally, we're, we're past the point where the sun goes down after 5 p.m., which is, I think it's that's actually been a big mood boost for me oh, personally. Absolutely. Yeah, the sun is still out. It's yeah, to like be done with your because B and I, unfortunately, we live jobs that keep us indoors all day. Yes, um, we live jobs. Computers, we live in jobs, <laughs> <laughs> and and so by the time yeah the sun sets, there's no time to like go outside or enjoy it. And then there's like the days where it's like, oh, I'm going to take a walk today. And then you end up just getting swamped. With, that's also the days that usually everything suddenly happens for no reason. And yeah, you I got can't s- like go outside at all. We were going to walk to CVS and then yeah. I got sick again. Oh, buddy. So Allegra drove to CVS and I cried. This was the Saturday that was really, really nice. Too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like- <laughs> you cried. You could have put the little chair out for you yeah put just put me out in a little chair put you on a little chair and a little sunbeam let you soak up those rays yeah a little tan in the middle of winter i'm not getting a tan <laughs> that's I, not gonna happen have you seen the color of my skin it is translucent <laughs> i've been uh sticking with my theme of like um having weird sleep um, oh god yeah that and, too and uh my the funniest thing that's happened to me so far as I've been aging is that if I'm playing a mildly relaxing video game, I'll fall asleep while playing it. This happens like almost all the time if I try playing Animal Crossing or Stardew Valley, both games that are pretty chill on the surface. But like they, you know, you got to keep moving and doing stuff sort of less so in Animal Crossing. But I've gotten to the point where I'll straight up just be like playing the game and just nod off. Oh. And like Emily will be next to me and she's like, you're asleep right now. And I'm just, you are straight up asleep. I'm just asleep. I can't I can't do it. I have a I'm scared that this is going to translate to movies as well, because I did almost fall asleep during Oppenheimer. <laughs> I so the one and that- I was like the front row. I couldn't yeah. avoid, avoid the blast. No, but there you are. It's funny because like my my grandfather's always fallen asleep during movies, but yeah. my dad does. My at one point my dad started doing it too. My I was watching, so I had seen Slumdog Millionaire in the theaters. Yeah, I fucking love that movie. So I was like, I need to show my parents. My mom's watching it with me. She's like, this is a great movie. And my dad was like, it was so boring. And I, he slept through the whole thing. So my mom like, was like, Hey man, you don't have dude. A, you can't tell it. Like you that. fell asleep, my dude. <laughs> Man, that movie sucked. I fell asleep Sleep. through it. It is true. It's like no matter like how much it might seem boring to you in the beginning, you do lose your credibility to be like, yeah, that movie sucked. It's like you didn't even watch it. No, man. you fell asleep. <laughs> I do want to show you Lord of the Rings Extended. Yes. Um, 
But which fun fact yeah. for everybody? Uh, I'm a heathen. I've never seen the Lord of the Rings never, all the way through. Never seen it. I've which seen is the insane. I've seen the animated one all the way through, <laughs> not the Hobbit, <laughs> the um the the lesser known um Fellowship of yeah, the Ring animated. Film. You watch those old like '60s, late '60s animated Lord of the Rings movies, which are just totally. They're exactly the same. Yeah, you're not missing anything. Um, uh, except for the <laughs> fact that Arwen is not in them at all. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of a major, major character you need to have in there. Correct. But they um, didn't. But on this topic of movies, I thought we would let everybody know we were kind of late in announcing the um, bonus. bonus episode for this month. We're going to be watching Offspring, a 2009 film based on the real events of Boone Island. Is that correct? No. Okay, never mind. Uh, it takes place in Maine. It's about cannibals. You look up Maine cannibals, this movie comes up and Boone Island comes up. That's what happened. <laughs> uh, okay, I thought you were saying earlier. No. Okay. I'm sorry. I you're made just you... Reading, you're just reading what the results hit? Yes! Like an old woman that's just kind of sitting passenger and just reading street signs? I actually do that, though. I know Allegra you do. hates that I read the signs <laughs> I out loud. Know you do. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm trying. Mm, you didn't really give me a good place to pivot. Oh, um, sorry. Um, we're talking about cats. Yeah, meow. <laughs> meow. So, I cracked open my little bookie, which is Mythical Creatures of Maine by Christopher Packard, and then I also supplemented with some internet research because, fun fact. I think it's really, it's, it's super interesting because like some of this stuff is the same, but some of it is not. Mm. I am going to be telling you the tale of two cats. The tale of two cats. The tale of two kitties. <laughs> the tale of two The tale of two The kitties. best Garfield movie. Yes, the tale of two kitties. The ding mall and the ding ball. <laughs> <laughs> the ding mall and the ding ball. Yes, I do think it's really funny because like in the book, I definitely thought that that G was an O, so I thought it was dino. It's ding. The dino mall. It is ding. So we're going to start with the Dino Mall, who the is Mall. known as literally every single source that I looked at calls it a fearsome critter. A fearsome critter. Yes, of the Lumberwoods, which is like Lumberwoods I have come to just kind of understand is like... Crazy Lumberjack tales. Um, it's like Maine through the White Mountains into New Hampshire. So that like is the Lumberwoods. Most of it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Not only does Christopher Packard have information, but I also found this book called Henry Tyron's Fearsome Critters. <laughs> Good. So, I think that's where it's coined from. Yeah. But I found the 80th anniversary hypertext edition. So this <laughs> is an older book. I definitely think that he is probably the source where a lot of this information of the cryptids actually came from. I love that. Okay. Very cool. So we're going to start with the Ding Mall. The Ding Mall. So Ding Mall is so I it seems like New Hampshire is the main locale main locale for this because there is a play there is a what do they call it a um landmark 
<laughs> I get there. There's a landmark between Mount Adams and Mount Jefferson in the presidential range that is a flat-topped boulder that is called Dingmall Rock. Ooh. Ooh. This cryptid's got a little location named it, after it. It does. Is it this? It's, it's Sunning apparent- Rock? Yes, it is, actually. Oh, <laughs> shit, I nailed it. So that is where he likes to hang out. It is also known as... Sacchicatellus visophorans. They have scientific names, Jackson. Oh, okay. Cool. Fascinating. I don't know how scientific it is. Henry Tyron points out that there has been a little bit of study. I don't like study of the cryptid. Ooh. Ooh. There is apparently... Just a little study. We dipped our toes a little bit. We dipped bit. our little toe in. Apparently, there is... A California version of this cat, supposedly. Okay. But the one that is found in the Northeast is, quote, cat-like, being long, slim, slick, sorry-looking gentlemen, having wolf-like pelts. Their bodies are long with short, powerful legs. As Irving Cobb has put it, he is built low to the ground like a carpet sweeper. The head is round, sessile, feline, with tufted ears and glowing eyes, unquote. Kind of sounds like a big bobcat. That's the photo I've got for you. Oh, look at his big old bushy tail. It kind of looks like bushy little tail. So uh, it just looks like a big ball of yarn. What is what does the tail look like to you, Jackson? It's penile in its um, (laughs) in its uh, presentation here, but it kind of reminds me of a scorpion tail. Yes, very good. So that is the other thing is that it does have a kind of ball on its tail which makes it a little bit dangerous because these these creatures are generally very good natured they are not dangerous to humans but as our friend Packard tells us they swing their tails around when they're happy Okay. And so if they're swinging their tails around, which their tails are also, a couple of the other sources said the tails are about the length of their body or longer. Mm, okay. So they're very long. If their tails are flapping around. You could get stung. You, you're going to get, you're going to get You're going to get whacked. You're going to get whacked. You're going to get whacked. The stingray of the land. It's like a mini manticore. Packard also says, the, quote, the main variant has a much thicker tail ending in a bowling ball-sized club. Oh, shit. It's in, like a little stegosaurus then. <laughs> it kind of is. You know what? It really kind of is. Yeah. In Maine, it is known as a Pelton thumper or a plunkus, which sounds fake, but okay. All of this sounds fake. <laughs> the sound of the wind in the trees makes these fellows run around in a circle like a dog chasing their tail, but their heavy tails knock the trees they bump clean over. Ooh. Seeing a circle of tipped over or broken trees is a sure sign that a Pelton thumper was around. The tree-breaking habits of the Dingmall have in some places earned it the nickname Kindling Cat, unquote. Mm, interesting. Okay, so we got... The ding mall and this, then this subspecies of the pingle thumper or whatever. Yeah, there is also, like I said, there's a California version, yeah, the California. which apparently uses um, its little, the little ball on the end of its tail yeah. to swat away flies. Okay. Specifically. That seems a little more practical. Yes. What does the cat have need to just knock over trees? You know, why does the cat need why a does, stinger? Why does the cat? 
Why the, does the cat? The California version also uses the ball on its tail to attract a mate. Okay. To beat on its chest. Okay, uses yeah. Uses its little ball as the mallet of a drum. Very cute, very cute. But I think the cutest part is the fact that it just likes to... It likes to lounge. It likes, it likes to, to do its cat things. It likes to lounge in the sun, which I think is very adorable. Have you seen like videos of tigers, you know, kind of just uh, yeah. acting like cats? They get really attached to a ball or something, and they're just bapping around in the in the pens. Yeah. Swim around with it. It's pretty cute. The Cryptid Wiki says that it uses the... Um, the kindling that it produces when it you know hits the <laughs> hits the trees and destroys yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole forest <laughs> it uses that to pad out its nest oh okay supposedly. So, so that's why it's in a circle it's making its own nest there i think it just is like oops i i destroyed the forest i'm just gonna i might as well live here i'm gonna take this <laughs> there is also so the other the other one which is Actually, I'm going to read this part first. Sorry. I am all over the place That's tonight. That's okay. No, you're not. The thing that I like about Packard's book is it has, supposedly, <laughs> it has little anecdotes from his ancestors. <laughs> so here's- Yeah, my grandpa totally said this. This is from this. Burton Marlborough Packard from 1895. Oops. Burton Marlborough Packard. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. All right. When I came to the clearing, there he was, big and beautiful, just lying there on that rock, swinging his long tail from side to side and looking around. Our eyes met for a moment. He didn't have any interest in me, but I could see that it would be a good idea to keep my distance. There you go. Typical cat. Complete disdain for you. Mm, yeah, just lack of like, interest. Just mm. whatever. So Could go without. The next one that I'm going to tell you about is sort of related. They kind like when you start looking them up, they do sort of have a little bit of crossover. When I first look up Ding Ball, it came up with the Ding Mall. Mm. It seems like the Ding Mall is a little bit nicer. The Ding Mall's a nice version of the of, Ding Ball. Yes. However, it also came up with the ball-tailed cat, which is Felis Candagabalosa. <laughs> Lobosa. I can't read. Candalobosa. Candalobosa. That's it. Candalobosa. Latin, the language of love. Mm, the language that Brittany learned and promptly forgot. Did you learn all of Latin? I took four years of Latin. Why would you do and that? And one year of ancient Greek. Complete waste of time. I wanted to be a doctor, and I thought it would be... I wanted to be a surgeon. <laughs> you thought doctors had to memorize Latin? <laughs> I thought it would be helpful. <laughs> you could. I think you could uh, probably do more with your Latin experience being a lawyer than a doctor. Which actually makes sense because Allegra's sister went to school, has a degree in classical language studies, and then went on to become a lawyer. So that makes sense. Never too late to open up a law practice. Never too late. So we're going to revisit our friend Tryon in the um, Fearsome Critters. This particular, so he describes. We're talking about the ding balls? Yeah, we're talking about the ding balls. Okay. It's interesting. So he calls them the ball tailed cat, and he specifically says they are well confined to Oregon and Pennsylvania. Hmm, interesting. But. But. Our friend Packard is like, no. No, it's in Maine. It's in Maine. They are way more aggressive 
they have they're they're the ball that is on the end of their tail seems to be a lot harder and mm-hmm. heavier and they use it as a weapon <laughs> oh that makes more sense yes it is a very good climber but quote when an unsuspecting lumberjack passes beneath the cat drops onto his victim and pounds him to death with the ball <laughs> unquote <laughs> You like the Dungovan Hooter. Like the Dungovan Hooter. The Dungovan Hooter is a little bit different, though, because it uses its entire body to turn their victims into gas. <laughs> is what they yes. re- I remember them doing. Yes. <laughs> and they sniff them up. <laughs> it's just so stupid. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. So what Packard says see it it does use the it uses the same latin name so i'm like i think he's say he's telling me it's the same thing but it says that with this one unlike with the ding mall there's no skin covering the bony ball oh interesting that's nasty and he uses it to swing at the skull of his prey so the way that they have described it is a little bit different this book does not mention them climbing up the trees and then hopping down. This one's just like, it fucking just goes for it. Yeah, it does say it pounces. Uh, these cats do not stalk or pounce on their prey like other large cats. Instead, they are skilled vocal mimics and can copy sounds to attract their prey. When hunting people, they typically sing with a lovely human voice in an attempt to lure unsuspecting victims from their cabins or tents. They can be quite persistent, sometimes singing all night in hopes of a meal, unquote. Oh, wow. Okay. Which I, this is sort of the reason why I also don't like other Native American creatures that I refuse to say the name of, but is very popular specifically in the Southwest region of America. (laughs) I don't say it because they say that if you say the name, it makes them come closer. And I believe in that. So, um, there's a ranch named after these monsters, but basically are these creatures. But so here's the, the guy th- from Blink-182 bought it. Yeah. So here's <laughs> my, my thing about this is that is the most terrifying thing to me is like creatures that can mimic. Yeah. And you don't like that they mimic so well. That you don't know until it's too late. Yeah. I do not like it, Sam. I am. I do not like green eggs and ham. Or uh, or ding balls. Yeah. Uh, as far as your, uh, yeah, that, that I, I get that with like mimicking uh, monsters. I kind of think that's kind of a cool little gimmick that you see sometimes in monster movies when like the monster can uh, Im- imitate a noise or what someone else is saying. I always think that's really fun. That's a fun little thing. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I don't know. I've said I've said a lot of names of various monsters in the woods, and I haven't found any willing you, to come you, I, I come was, get these boys. I was going to say, why are you fucking squaring up? Because <laughs> I'm like, you want me? Come and get me. Come and get me, bitch. My name is J. Skin Dog. Money bags. Fisticuffs. Fisticuffs. That's Did my boxing name. Did you change your name? No, that's my boxing name. J. Skin uh, Fisticuffs. And uh, I'm here to throw them right hooks right at your stupid little monster face. (laughs) (laughs) I'll bring you when I go camping next. 
Yeah, there we go. I'm a natural deterrent. But yeah, no, I've said uh, I've said Bloody Mary's name in the mirror many times. She didn't come out and try to stab me. I did Biggie Smalls too from South Park. (laughs) See what happens there. Still nothing. Absolutely nothing. They're too scared. (laughs) I think that we've sort of um, decided that the the, the ghosts are just too scared of you. I think that's a thing. Yeah, that's my. I haven't had a paranormal experience like B or anything. And maybe partly I think maybe it's because I want it too much. And then the other one is that, yeah, they're just scared of me. Mm -hmm. They can't handle it. Punch their stupid little ghost nosed in. (laughs) Packard does note that there is, there are tales of this uh, cat, the ding ball outside of New England, but they say that the animal is much smaller and is known as the ball tenth cat. So he, wow, he, he's really taking the wind like, out of yes. the sails of this other. He's like, other guy. yes, I understand. There is a I, ball-tailed cat. I know about but your, the ding ball. <laughs> I know about your inferior ding balls out there in Pennsylvania. Wait, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm aware. They don't match the ferocity of this bad boy. They do not. Another anecdote. From Burton Marlborough Packard from the ni- from 1900. Why is it that M- Burton Marlborough Packard is has the seen to see all of them? Well, maybe that's what he does. That's his. That was his thing. Was he the uh, Fantastic Beasts guy Ye- of Maine? Actually, probably. There we go. If you're, yeah. It was pitch black out, and there was no moon when the singing started. It kept up all night, soft and soothing like. Sam and I had no choice but to stay holed up inside our camp. We peed in a pot and slept through our, with our guns. Neither of us was fool enough to go outside and get brained by that ding ball. <laughs> that sounds so stupid. It uh, also has a different connotation if we're using Urban Dictionary <laughs> rules here. Um, peed in a pod? I'm sorry, what? Peed in a pot. So they, they basically had a little chamber pot that they were peeing. Oh, okay, They gotcha. didn't want to go outside to pee. I, I they thought, were I thought they were doing some kind of variation of like peas in a pod, and I was like, were they cuddling or something? Mm-hmm. Waiting for this ding ball to brain them? Yes. <laughs> Similar to the ding mall, it does also, during mating season, season bang its um, tail on logs. Gotcha. Like a beaver. Mm-hmm. Back over to our Fearsome Critters book. A careful study of the equipment and habits of these species shows plainly that they are by no means the same. This is talking about the ding mall and another one, the silver cat, because apparently they're all confused together and uh, Tryon wants to tell everybody they are not the fucking same. Yeah. Sir and not the same. They are not. They possibly are distantly related. And it says the ball tailed boy is a less highly developed variant of the same phylum, perhaps. Wikipedia does also uh, decide to get in there and say that there are different, because it just has ball-tailed cat on Wikipedia. It doesn't Mm -hmm. go into these other, there's nothing for the the ding mall or the silver cat, but it does say that there were common stories among woodsmen in the 20th century. There's lots of different versions and variations. And I think that's the, the interesting thing about these and some of the other ones that we've covered is one person says, actually, it's very also similar to that stupid bird that I did. <laughs> Can you remember the bird? Oh, yeah, I, I know which yeah. one you're talking about. Um, yeah. Where it's like all the stories seem different, yeah. but they're just the same enough that people can say like, oh, it's a thing. Yes, yes. 
So we got something similar like that. I, you know, these uh, these guys they get bored. They're you know drinking all this uh, rationed hooch, um, huffing gas or whatever they do out there in the woods. Huffing gas, you know, braining dingballs, <laughs> getting brained by getting dingballs. brained by dingballs. And I mean, like these guys just you know they just talk. They share these uh, little tall tales. Um, you know, yeah, they make shit up. <laughs> yeah, Wikipedia also does say that it adds the detail that I didn't see anywhere else that there is a spiked side for piercing and grappling its victims. Whoa, what the fuck? Which you can kind of see in the 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 different drawings. drawings. Yeah. There are no photos. These are all drawings. There are different drawings of the. It's actually. Hold on, let me see if I can find the one of the ding mall. Because remember how uh, Tryon said it was very sad looking? It's very funny. They did just put like a big old like sad face on this. Hold on. I can spell, I swear. We're doing so good. Like, look at just how sad he looks. Oh, he does look sad. They did describe him as sad looking. and uh, Yeah. Yeah, he does look pretty sad there. He's so sad. He looks like he's just pouting. He's sad. But yeah. So you know. those are the ding-dongs of Maine. They're the ding-dongs of Maine. Like, uh, the... We're the ding dongs of Maine. We're the ding dongs of Maine. Uh, it's very. I think it's so interesting, like that the two main sources of cryptids in Maine are the native population that have been here for many, 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 many thousands of years, and some drunk lumberjacks. And Burton Marlboro Packard. I generally am more inclined to sort of gra- like gravitate towards believing in the ones that I always think native folklore is like, well, shit, they've been here long enough. Of course it fucking exists. Well, okay. That's how I feel about it. I yeah. don't trust the lumberjacks. I think we all have pretty much uh, in ancient history have a pretty good idea of how this world has been made up as any other guy, which is fuck all. Um, <laughs> like, you know, everyone has like different stories and yeah. traditions and doesn't mean that those stories and traditions aren't valid. They're just different ways of trying to explain how the world works. Yes. And when you, as a person, try to scratch your puny little brain and trying to figure out what yeah. all these stars mean without any other information in front of you, you know, you're going to come up with your own ideas of what that means you hear a little something in the middle of the night it's a ding ball it's a ding ball clearly uh you know maybe yeah. it was just a person outside singing maybe it was maybe it was someone because I, I just think of all the weird stuff that happens in like red dead 2 where it's just like there's i think of the night folk where yeah, there's yeah, like yeah. the woman that's crying and she's the lore like who's to oh, say yeah. that it yeah, wasn't yeah. just Cause you know what the you know what the scariest thing in the world is? A crying woman. Man. Oh. <laughs> Humans, Jackson. Humans. I mean, you're, you you're know, on the right no, path. No, no. I I'm with you there. I think that's the thing that I get scared of the most when camping is people. Some fucking weirdo coming up and killing me. 
more so than like a bear or whatever. At least a, uh, I'd still be a little wary of the bear. At least with a bear, you kind of have almost a manual on like, you know, what should I do? Uh, your options are make a loud noise, get some of that bear mace, or die. You know, your options are pretty limited. So <laughs> you got, you got, there's some, something to look forward to, I guess. Um, but yeah, man, tough stuff, man. But hey, you know, these stories, the staring up at the stars, trying to come up with with the answers to to everything. We've got a little bit of a, a scientific experiment. Well, no, more like a science project about our solar system, about our world that we'll be covering today on this mainism. Hey, hey, it's a mainism. <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. That's great, because I barely know what I'm talking about. Oh, um, fantastic. So anyway, did you know, I bet, I mean, I bet you didn't know this, but you know, we're coming back to Aristoc here. We're coming back to Aristoc. Oh, it's we're coming, been so long! We're coming back to, Pre- we're going to Presque Isle even. Yeah, Stretching hey, Presque Isle over away into the, the, the deep parts of Aristoc, about 40 miles in. And uh, I'm here to talk about the largest, um, the largest solar system model to scale. Wait, what? In, in May, not to scale. It's the largest, <laughs> largest. Uh, lar- <laughs> it's it's the solar system. <laughs> It's the largest <laughs> scale model of the Thank, solar system. There we system. go. We got it. We got Dot it. Two. Take out two. Largest scale solar system model in the world. Wow. Is it because it's too scale? <laughs> it's too scale. Um, this is a, a I want to funny... know how you can fit the sun in a rustic <laughs> It's a funny little thing here. But uh, apparently, over in Prescott, UMN, I got a couple photos here to share with you. Uh, over at, yeah, University of Maine. Oh, really? They yeah. sent me, so, they wanted me to go there so bad. <laughs> so if you go from Prescott and drive down Route 1, mm-hmm. uh, and if you go for about mm, 54.6 miles, you'll see pretty much all of the uh, this little solar system model, which is just a big, so here's the map. And it kind of shows you how, how is it far. A, it's a walkthrough attraction. It's, it's a walkthrough attraction. I just said fifty miles over fifty miles. You Holy can drive. Shit. You can drive and start a Mercury. Well, Presque Isle, that's the sun, and you can drive through and see all of the 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 fan favorites: Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars. Uh, this not only includes like the main planets, but also um, different uh, iterations of. Pluto, one as a planet and one as a dwarf planet, I guess. Not a planet. Uh, it also features a couple of uh, moons as well that they've included on there. Um, but it's just a large 3D scale model of the solar system. Here, let me get you some pictures. I want pics. So you can see some of the stew-ups. There's Saturn somewhere in oh. the middle of the woods in Aristoc. Look, Look at that. that. So these are big, just big old like stakes in the ground that feature the planet and a depiction of it. Saturn's got this like fun little ring around Let's it. Let's go. This is Jupiter. It does not look real. 
It almost looks photoshopped. It kind of looks photoshopped here, but it is real. It looks like a big old marble lollipop. We got Ert. Ert. We got Ert here. Ert's here. Ert's here. Ert's here. And, uh, yeah, someone decided to make this. Hold on. Let me see if I can find any information as to Is it related the to the university? It is related to the university somewhere. So that but makes I don't know sense. if it was like anything else special Somebody besides that. Somebody had some money. Uh, it was uh, recently extended. This model now includes the sun, nine planets, seven moons, and now three dwarf planets. So the photo we were looking at, they've made some additions to it. And maybe they'll keep making additions to it. To what end? Till we get all these dwarf planets figured out, I guess. Till we get... <laughs> All of it? The entire... Just all of it. The entire universe. <laughs> then they'll they'll expand to the universe. Yes. Just start dotting the world with different little sculptures of, yes. uh, of solar systems and all that. And then scale those up and then we won't have any space left on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> we spent all of... We just spent all of our money, time, energy, resources, and space of just recreating space. <laughs> <laughs> um cute though i like that you it's like a little i because i wasn't sure like you say 50 miles but i didn't realize like it was like okay you can like go along yeah you can go along you can drive through this uh bad boy in a day you got a you got a, a little gremlin that just loves planets they're gonna find this entertaining for about 10 minutes <laughs> me i was that little gremlin yeah in the fourth grade i did a project on the creation of black holes and how protoplasmic disks create planets mm. Mm. that's fun nerd <laughs> hey and, if you in case you want to know what the scaling was yeah. this is one to 93 million yeah i i bet it's not to scale yeah. i'm disappointed so basically Do how better. They, they did a rough uh, estimate basically fascinating of uh, one mile is equal to an astronomical unit okay so if we're looking at say location of earth how far that is from like pluto mm -hmm. that's about 40 miles uh even though it takes about like 54 miles to like go through the whole route its placement is about 40 miles from the earth location fascinating very I... fascinating also good on whoever did all the fucking math it was constructed over a four-year period with no major grant funding and reflects the hard work, dedication, and pride of this small rural community. Aww. Very interesting. I feel like something like this would have gotten some grant dollars behind it. No. But I guess it also explains kind of how simplistic some of the uh, sculptures are. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I just kind of like the creativity behind them. Yeah. Um, it's been featured in magazines, of course. Well, Established yeah. in 2003. There we go. And yeah, it was... Uh, oh, it's not that old The community all. and uh, the the university. Let's go to Presque Isle! Let's go to Presque Isle! Let's go to hang out, uh, take a quick trip around Mars. Uh, yeah, that central, like, um, Venus, Mercury, Earth, Mars uh, segment, mm -hmm. that's kind of uh, stretches along a town. So I think that's sort of a touristy attraction there, yeah. right there where it's like... Hey, check out the, the weird planets and the, I don't know, go get drunk at the bar. Check out the weird planets by the bar. <laughs> That'd be fun. Hey. And uh, that's all I got. I don't know. 
Fantastic. Thank you all for joining us today. If you would like to reach out to us and tell us, is there a cryptid that we haven't covered yet? What is your favorite cryptid? Have you ever run into a ding ball or a ding mall? Who's better? Ding ball, ding ball. Which team are you part of? You can reach out to us at homegrownhorrorpod at gmail.com or on our Instagram at homegrownhorrorpod. You can also uh, rate us on Spotify and you can also rate us on and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. But we're just so happy that you're here. Thanks for listening, homies. Bye. Bye.